Hi team, and what's the good news? The good news is today is Thursday, so we have another episode of My Kind of Podcast for you. We're on Season 3, Episode 42, A Storm Brews in the Shadows. In a dystopian wasteland of a future, where shadows of desolation permeate, our band of heroes emerge, each one carrying the scars of the past, and yet fueled by a shared determination to survive against the encroaching walls of darkness. They are on a journey to unravel the mystery shrouding their world, and the flickering flames of memories that refuse to be extinguished. This is where the haves and have-nots collide, but it may be a price too heavy to pay. Dear reader, Rex was hoping Aunt Julie died down here, but by the looks and pleasant smell down here, he was disappointed she hadn't. His train of thought was interrupted by Jenny's bunch of ragtag anamorphic serpents. One spoke. Hey, where's Shadow? He could really help us, Leela said. Dr. L didn't say anything because she already knew. She just folded her weathered arms and turned to the tunnel to which they were headed and enjoyed the rocking motion. Titan, the mammoth ant, just kept marching forward. The steadily rhythmic steps caused the passengers in the ancient cart to sway back and forth, lullaby-like. The walls in the tunnel, battered by time and desolation, these underground tunnels echoed with eerie silence, like images graffiti, and words long forgotten that just wanted to scream off the wall, telling tales of futuristic wasteland marked with shadows and fear. They all echoed the same dark undertone, lost and forgotten, just as our heroes are. It wasn't much better above ground, though, not that our heroes knew how to get back there anyway, but in the dim light, sunshine, sunshine provided her glow. It was enough light to light the few feet in front of them and to light the walls, but not so intense to cause the radioactive harm, whereas the echoes of the past whispered through the cold walls. Dr. L could sense and feel that. With eyes that could pierce the veils of uncertainty, she sat alert in the cart. Rex was the only one who seemed to be enjoying the ride, slumped over as if this was his own bed. Jenny made note of this, as it was weird, but it was not weird enough to say anything. Her, sense turned to the, her senses turned to the energies to her surroundings, flickered in the dark premonition that Dr. L was speaking. A storm bruised in the shadows. Her voice was a blend of wisdom and warning. You old hag, we just got out of the rain, Rex's voice echoed down the tunnel. Dr. L continued, though. An echo of deception races through these tunnels, driven by fear yet cloaked in betrayal. Jenny's eye, Jenny perked up, turning back to Dr. L's direction, which happened to be in Rex's direction, too. Jenny, remembering being shot in the side by Rex during the last encounter, put her hand on her side as a reminder of Rex's betrayal. Could this be what Dr. L was talking about? But either way, the lights flickered, the lights flickered down the hall, in the narrow, desolate tunnels resonated pounding footsteps coming their way. A solitary figure made a desperate dash through the tunnel's underground maze with surprising ease. A young man seemed like a patchwork of flesh and cybernetics, an embodiment of the struggles to survive in this grim future. What looked like his time was up a long time ago. His appearance marred by the brutality of the wasteland, torn clothes hung from his battered body, body. A canvas of desperate gashes, stained synthetic skin. His physical form echoed tales of violence and abandonment, fights won and fights lost. 
parts of him missing, and replaced by small makeshift cyber enhancements, a sad testament to better days, long lost in time. He sprinted, though, on a single shoe, the other absent, its lace apparently repurposed to secure the mysterious squirming bag he clutched with frantic determination. Whatever secret entity battled within the confines of the bag seemed eager to escape, to free itself from the confines from its rough imprisonment. His eyes were a turbulent sea of terror and secrecy. He shifted over his shoulders, fueled by an omnipresent threat of horrors maybe tailing him through the bleak passage. My memories! My memories! was all he was able to say. It was a symphony of desperation that played on every labored breath, every hurried step. The figure rushed towards them, breathing ragged, eyes widened with terror, glancing behind him as if he was being chased by unseen horrors. In his grasp, the bag withered and squirmed, and the ensnaring entity desperate to escape the confines. Jenny gripped and Jenny, 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 her grip tightened around the cold steel of her morning star, confronted this frantic stranger. What brings you here in such panic? she demanded, her eyes narrowing, sensing the looming dread behind the hurried footsteps. The stranger stu stuttered, eyes darting, guarding the secrets in the stalling bag. In the storm! Bruises in a storm! A storm bruising the shadows! As these words left his lips, everyone gasped and looked at Dr. L. The stranger was unwilling to unveil the truth he carried, but he also said, Aunt Julie, her shadow lurks closer than you think. The unsettling contents of the bag seemed to battle for freedom, emanating an aura of secretive desperation. Jenny and Dr. L exchanged uncertain glances, their senses prickling at the feeling that something ordinary or extraordinary yet ominous was, in, was happening. But when confronted, the man's voice was trembled with urgency, insisting that the bag held fragments of his memories that he snatched from the cruel clutches of Aunt Julie. Rex was skeptical, but the skepticism clouded them, and Dr. L and Jenny, too. They found it hard to believe that the squirming contents of the bag were memories, given the particular presentation and his chaotic demeanor. Memories are forever, not something to be bundled and tied, Jenny said, her mor gripping her morning star more, for more, for more firm. Her voice was a portrait of suspicion, your presentation begs the question, young man. Are these truly your memories ensnared within? Doubt lingered in the cold air, and it echoed down the hall. As the heroes grappled with the mystery before them, would they believe the stranger had stolen the memories? Did the withering bag hold darker secrets, mask in shadows of deception? The tunnels waited in ominous silence for the truth to unravel. In the flickering lights of uncertainty, with sunshine's glow. But the tunnel bore more than just a silence of abandonment. Aunt Julie indeed was down there. She was a venomous snake, wo snake woman woven from the threads of mythology and menace. Slid down into darkness, her Medusa-like presence was a terrifying aura that consumed memories, leaving the soul bare and devoid, susceptible to her whispered lies. In haggard breath, the voice edged with desperation. The boy tried to convey the warning to the watchful heroes. Turn back, he panted, his voice quivering, resonating through the cold, unwelcoming tunnels, his eyes wide with terror, flickering between the path before them and an urging, unspoken plea to let him pass. Where I came from, he paused, gasping for air. 
It's chaos and despair. Look at me. He gestured to his own disheveled appearance, his torn clothes. The cybernetic enhancements barely held him together, and it was unsettling. Uh, watching the withering bag in his grasp. This, he continued to gesture at the battered self, is evidence that the horrors that lurk in the shadows above. He swallowed hard, and the darkness of the tunnels seemingly to amplify his dire warning. Do whatever you want, but do not venture further. Aunt Julie's cruel shadows is a really twist into torment, he said his words as he stepped past them. The heroes listened their face etched with the grim acknowledgment of the perilous decision that loomed before them. Whether to heed the warning encapsulated from the stranger's fear and eyes in the harrowing tale, or to venture into the ominous shadows from where he came. But faced with this, uh, the hero's interrogating eyes, the stranger refused to disclose the secrets that he bore, allowing the mysteries of the bag to fester, and the looming shadow of Aunt Julie grow closer weaving a tapestry of confusion and intrigue in the haunted wasteland beneath the wasteland of the world. Well, she was a snake woman, and disconnected with beauty, disconnected but beauty in her eyes. But not anymore. She would wait to talk about you. She, Rex locked her away, down here. That's why Rex wasn't scared. Look at Rex. That's why, that's why you're here, Rex said. There was something about you. And she, she bested you, and now she can. Now you're gonna stay locked away with her. But the boy just hurried off before Rex could say anything. This made everyone nervous. But it made him even more bitter and hated her even more because Rex couldn't beat her. She can't die, but she can be trapped. She got a better spot on Rex on Gorza's council. That's why. Rex works for Gorza. And he keeps her down here, and only lets her out during the Gauntlet Games. So Gorza didn't win five times. He only won the first time. And then he created Aunt Julie, and her nephew, Rex. Aunt Julie used her Medusa-like powers to flood the stadiums, to feed her servants. And also, Gorza cheated. And she re like uh, Aunt Julie replaced the memories with Gorza's victory. Rex is the only one not affected by her powers. A whole lot, a whole lot of nothing happened. Things got terrible, and it could hurt for sure. But either way, back to the current situation. Jenny was fueled by the warrior's determination, clenching her morning star tightly. The weapon, the weapon's mysterious chain box reflecting in the dim, flickering lights of the tunnel. Her eyes blazed with steadfast resolve. With each echo echoing step forward, she embodied the spirit of unyielding courage. Rex, sensing the cascade of shadows of uncertainty ahead, reached out in a protective reflex, attempting to hold Jenny back from getting off the cart and from the lurking dangers. His hands moved through the tense air and sought her grasp to put her back in the to put her back in on the path that he wanted her to go on. But fate had woven its intentions differently. Jenny, propelled by an internal force, exited the cart and, stepping over Rex, moved with such swift and decisiveness that she slipped past his unknowing grasp. His hands met only cold, empty air as she marched around him. The chain of the Morning Star was whispering tales of the impending confrontations. Dr. L watched, too. The tunnels themselves seemed to reverberate with the silent echoes of their intertwined fates. Choices made in the crucible of looming shadows and untraveled paths. Where the steps was a dance of unpredictable mysteries in their journey. 
But predictable or not, Titan and Jenny took a step forward. So dear reader, you see it's not Lily or Vanessa's fault because Jenny broke the mystery box. So none of the events you're about to read even existed because Jenny broke the mystery box. And sometimes the history you think happened did. But other times it didn't. But that's just what you think. The truth is in your imagination. This is what really happened. Camilla seemed to hold her breath because Jenny broke the mystery box. And we all saw what really happened. But when you tell this story, will you tell it as it really happened, or you've succumbed to the shadows of uncertainty? The choice is yours. A huge shout out to everyone who made this possible. A huge shout out to Chris, to Toby, to Terrence, to Bree, uh, Amber, Jeff. Like I couldn't do this without without all of your all of your love and all your support. Huge thank you, and we'll see you next week. Stay frosty, my friends.